This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Uh, we'll get to uh, some from the Lady Raider game last night. They... Uh... I got smoked last night by uh, West Not much Virginia. to get to, really? Right, no. It was so, bad. Yeah, 82-59 <laughs> was the final. But a question from the Yates Flooring Center chat line about it. Uh, this, in the era of the transfer portal, why should a school be concerned about burning a red shirt? Women's basketball question after listening to you and Mark last night. And then goes on to say, seems like an odd statement after a jersey gets overnighted. So, lost two players uh, to injury. Uh, one in the Cincinnati game and one in practice on uh, on Sunday. Uh, Elena Enrique went down on uh, on Saturday in Cincinnati, wasn't available to play yesterday, and then Jada Wynn went down in practice on Sunday morning and unavailable to play. So they kind of looked How at it. How serious is are either one of the injuries? Um, I think they'll be back. I could be back by on Saturday. Could be back. I, I don't think it's not season ending. Okay. okay, but should should be should be back if not Saturday, then next week. Um, at any rate, they uh, they looked and they they you know they've got uh, Chol Mag- Magat, uh, who is a six seven freshman from Tucson. Uh, she was signed last year. She's been with the team all year, uh, but she blew out a knee um, about January or so last year. She's been cleared to play for a number of weeks. Not necessarily in basketball shape because obviously when you've got you know a team that's competing and trying to to win games, you know, you've got certain rotations, and if you're not playing uh, or not expected to play, you're not going to be involved in as many of those you know practice rotations or sets or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, they, so they, you're down two players, and so over the weekend uh, they made a decision after talking to her and her family, um, and and basically made a decision that. They were going to dress her last night, and they had to overnight a jersey from Lubbock because when they left Lubbock uh, last Friday, you know, you had a full, healthy roster, um, with the exception of the injuries that you'd already suffered uh, coming into the year. So I think if the game had been close last night, uh, we would have seen her. But, you know, once the game got out of hand in the third quarter, there was no reason to to put her in the ballgame because it wasn't going to make a difference. Okay. And so the other thought was the other thought was is that can she help you win games down the stretch? And they answered the question to themselves, yes, she can help you down the stretch. I mean, you're you're going to have your your you're, you're basically getting ready to face even tougher teams. I mean, you're going to take on Central Florida on on Saturday and I can't I can't tell you anything about them yet. Um but then, you know, next week you've got you know, tough games as well. Um, and you know, have you have road trips left to Texas and to and to TCU and to to Baylor. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be difficult, uh, no no question. But that's that was the that was the take from last night. So uh, we were prepared for her to go into the ball game at some at some point in time, but uh, it never it never got to that point. I mean, the closest that got last night was at one point in the second quarter. It was twenty five twenty one. And then, That's close. and then they and then they closed out and uh, led at the half uh, forty to forty to twenty eight, I believe, is what uh, West Virginia led at the half. Yeah, they led forty, and then they just <laughs> took off in the third quarter and uh, 
and outscored you in the third quarter, thirty to ten. Just could not do anything coming out of out of halftime. And then the fourth quarter, frankly, was um, was not a whole lot. West Virginia was just, you know, they they laid off. Uh, Tech was still trying to score. Tech outscored West Virginia twenty-one to twelve. But don't don't take anything out of that because that was West Virginia's decision not to. They they kind of called off that they called off the dogs. They didn't kind of call off the dogs. They called off the dogs uh, in the fourth quarter last night. And the Mountaineers shoot fifty six percent from the floor. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's where you kind of probably start your frustration. Maybe feeling like on on the defensive end, you didn't uh, didn't do your job. Well, I mean, they they felt like that they could put pressure on them in the paint, and they didn't. Uh, they gave up forty eight in the paint last night, and it. I mean, Jamie, it could have been it could have been just, a gotta, lot worse than that. You got to get some size. Right, right, right. Yeah. That that comment was made to me last night as well. I mean, they had 44 in the paint at the end of three quarters. They had 23 points off of turnovers, or 25 points off of turnovers after three quarters. And they, you know, West Virginia leads the country in points off turnovers. They averaged 27 for the total year. They averaged about 25 for the Big 12. And they had 30 last night against the Lady Raiders. And then the fast break points as well, which it all leads to one. Turnovers leads to fast break points, live ball turnovers, et cetera, et cetera, which leads to points in the paint. So one begets the other begets the other. And at the end of the day, you lose the game 82 to 59. Um, the, 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 and look, I am not trying to paint a picture of that this this makes it all better or makes it all well because if they i'll just say this if they'd have played like this last night uh if they'd have played like they played last night uh saturday in cincinnati that would have been a one-on-one road trip but they didn't and that's interesting to say when you lose by 18 you, no when you lose by how bad last night well my point is uh you lose by uh 23 my point is they at least played hard they at least played hard last night. They fought for rebounds. They fought for 50-50 balls. They looked like they communicated. Looked like there was at least a little bit of leadership on the floor. A little bit. I mean, you played against a really, really good basketball team last night in West Virginia. And J.J. Quinterly is is super good. And she had 21 points. And then Kaya Watson, um, she played above her head last night. She averages about, you know, I don't know, less than 10 a game and she she had 19 last night 12 in the first half she really carried him in the first half and then um kylie uh, blackston she had 10 four of their five starters were in double figures last night my, my only point is that they'd have played hard like they played in morgantown last night in cincinnati on saturday they had to split the road trip mm-hmm. so um but they didn't so they're now five and six uh, in Big 12 play. And really, I mean, if you want to do anything, and I'm not even talking about the NCAA, if you want to start thinking about even trying to have a, an NIT bid, which, you know, now this last year it felt good. This year would, would not feel good, but it'd be something. You need to beat Central Florida on Saturday. Okay. Okay. That's that's kind of how I that's kind of how I take take that uh, that little ball away. Next one, always the biggest one. Right, I mean, and you, and I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to say that it's a, it's pretty close to a must win. It's pretty close because of what of what you have, um, of what you have coming up. So, yeah, Watson, uh, who had 19 last night, averaged eight in Big 12 play. So she was, and she hit a couple threes, and she was feeling it, and got her confidence, and 
you know, when you're trying to guard others, somebody else gets open and somebody else is allowed to step up, right? And sure. that's 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 and that's what happened. Uh, that's what happened last night. So that's that's in response to the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, high school basketball scores from last night. Um, Cooper uh, Lubbock Cooper beats uh, Abilene Wiley seventy one to forty five. That was a game heard on uh, on one hundred point seven. The score uh, Monterey was a big winner last night in girls play ninety two to twenty over Lubbock High. Goodness Jeez. gracious! Uh, friendship that's beat. Tough. It is tough. Friendship beat uh, Midland Legacy last night, seventy-seven to forty-one. That that sounds like that was a score that was uh, easily handled game by the friendships. Sure. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, Coronado beat uh, Abilene Cooper last night on the girls' side, forty-six to forty. Uh, also last night uh, in boys' play, uh, Estacado a winner over Snyder, sixty-eight forty-seven. Monterey beat uh, Lubbock High 63 to 35. Friendship uh, taking down Midland Legacy 81 to 58. Kind of a similar deal like the girls game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was close for a little while on the boys' side. Yeah. And uh, Lubbock Cooper, a winner last night over Abilene Cooper, uh, 65 to 49. And Abilene Cooper beat the Coronado boys last night 49 to 42. So the regular year is over for the girls, right? And correct. Playoffs will start later this week. Um, um, next Tuesday or oh, next Mon- Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. Okay. So they get the, the rest of the week to kind of tweak things, maybe get their legs underneath them a little bit, have some practice, and uh, look at their matchups and uh, and see where the playoffs take them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, mm-hmm. that'll be fun. That's the fun time of year, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, now you're, you're, uh, you win and you move on, you lose and you... Makes, Pack up the stuff. Makes it real exciting. Yeah, right. So we'll have uh, coverage for you here on Double T 97.3. Uh, friendship and uh, for Lubbock Cooper on 100.7 The Score or our variety of stations depending on conflicts. Okay? The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning Drive. Time for this day in sports history. Today is February the 7th, 2024. And with this day in sports history, here is Jeff McGuire couple of big birthdays coming up later um one of them quite possibly your second best professional quarterback okay and a great three-point shooter so those are coming up soon let you ponder what those may be little preview little little tease there little tease yeah well there's not a lot here so we'll get to it pretty quick okay 1949 uh uh, joe dimaggio becomes the first one hundred thousand dollar a year baseball player with the new york yankees 49 1949 not surprising that it would be that franchise would be the mm-hmm. first to pay that mm-hmm. amount. 1958, the Dodgers officially become the Los Angeles Dodgers Incorporated. <laughs> okay. I knew as soon as you said that, the Dodgers become the Dodgers. Well, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yes. Like, it's not just the Dodgers. Right. We, we've, we've added a city. <laughs> 1970. Uh, Greg Lurie scores a career-high 35 as Texas Tech earns their third victory of a five-game win streak, beating Texas 81-69. to Good day. Mm-hmm. 1988, the 38th NBA All-Star Game took place in Chicago Stadium. East beats West 138-133. to Your MVP, forward from the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan. Guard. Says he was a forward here. He's not. Forward. I don't know why he was a forward in the All Star game. He's not a forward. I'm. Ever. Just tell you what it says here. 
ever. I, I don't. I didn't. There's two guys named Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant that were forwards. <laughs> right. Well, this is the All Star game. They could have moved him. I'm just going to go with what Jamie says with regard I to. I have Michael no argument that he was an actual guard. Well, I don't know. You're kind of arguing. I'm arguing in this game he may have been the forward. If that website thinks that Michael Jordan was a forward, you probably should use a different website because they've lost all credibility. 2010. In the Super Bowl at Sun Life Stadium in Miami Gardens, New Orleans Saints beat the Indianapolis Colts 31-17. to Drew Brees was your MVP. 2023, LeBron James scores 38 points to become the NBA's all-time leading scorer as the Lakers fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder 133-130, to he surpasses Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's 38,387 career points. It is National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. There's a lot of people that like it. I'm guessing Chuck is not one of them. I'm really not. I'm really not. Just, I'm, I'm more of a red sauce guy than a, than a white sauce guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Chuck. I don't do the white sauce. All right, so you, we've talked about the birthdays. Best, second best professional Texas Tech quarterback. Who do you think it is? Billy Joe Tolliver. Happy birthday, 58 <laughs> years old today. Ding, ding, ding. Jamie answered the bell really quick. Uh, great three-point shooter in the last 10 years. Uh, Andre Emmett? Andre was more of a scorer. Yeah, three more scorer. Shooter. I'm just trying to come up with um, a name. Uh, great three-point shooter last 10 years. Not Davide. Okay, that was my first guess. Um, Jay Crockett. Ooh, that's a good one, too. No. Um, uh, happy birthday, Matt Mooney. Turns 27 today. Yeah, Matt could do it all. Uh, Chris Rock, 59. Ashton Kutcher, 46. Matthew Stafford, 36. Garth Brooks, 62, Steve Nash, 50, James Spader, 64, and Jawan Howard is 51. And on this day, in 1984, while in orbit 170 miles above the Earth, Navy Captain Bruce Candelis II becomes the first human being to perform an untethered spacewalk when he exit the, exits the U.S. Space Shuttle Challenger and maneuvers freely using a bulky white jetpack of his own design i mean the picture of this is stunning Iconic. yeah it, with him just out in the middle of space with with basically no ship around him and he, he's just basically got a jetpack. crazy it's crazy i mean you've you you've got to have a lot of confidence um oh, man. to be able to do especially something, in like something you designed like that's the big like uh it, it wasn't just that they were testing a piece of equipment they were testing a piece of equipment that he built basically yeah. Well, so, it's on him then. He sure. didn't work, you know. Uh, and apparently he flew around for about an hour as he was. Uh, yeah, over. he didn't just take a little. It wasn't just a little. It wasn't a quick trip. No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, it's just. Then but, again, let's be honest. If I was in that jetpack flying around the shuttle, would I be in a hurry to get back in? Especially once you discovered it was actually working. Yes. <laughs> and, and, you were, and you were safe. And yeah. I was safe. safe. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that is this day of sports. All right, very good, very nice. Six fifty-two this morning, here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double t ninety-seven three for that. Uh, this from Dan in Dallas. Two things. He said, "What if there were two Chucks?" Mm. Man, we, that would 
Like a good chuck and a bad chuck? That would or make just... for one heck of a Super Bowl party right there. <laughs> uh, he also reports, I did see Coach McCaslin give officials the stink eye a couple of times last night. He's good at it. Uh, somebody asks, if there was a transfer portal for basketball officials, where would the Big 12 go to get good ones? Yeah, I'm, I, I don't I don't. It surely know. wouldn't be in the NBA. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it feels like uh, those guys have just kind of, yeah, we'll let them do what they want to do. Yeah, you don't really need to dribble. Okay, so like from a football standpoint, I feel like that we're more critical of the officials because the technology of the TVs and what we see in terms of the, the number of cameras that are available, uh, that technology is maybe the reason why we look at some of the calls that are, that are made at the collegiate level and the NFL level and go, why, why can't we, why can't we fix that in, in, in basketball, particularly in the college game. And let's just stick in the power five and the big 12. I feel like it's more, is it more subjective? Because it's not, it's not that the, it's not that there's more TV cameras or they slow them down better or they see them better. Is it, is it that you we're just more, we're just more critical or we're more, there's more subjective calls, or the players are, are bigger, better, faster, and more athletic? Mm, uh, I don't know, Chuck. Um, I mean, is that is that a fair comparison between the, the two there? So you think we're more critical of basketball? No, I just think it's a different kind of criticism. I think it's a different reason for the criticism. I think basketball sometimes is – I think basketball is more subjective. It's not as black and white, per se, as, well, pass, as football. Pass interference – yeah, those are very subjective. Those are those are, but I mean, whether the ball's crossed the end line or if it's out of bounds or did he get two feet in or you know was that holding or that's a subjective call. But it just, just subjective is holding, but like, did he get two feet in or not? Is is not? I guess my point was is, he is crossed that, the line. But is not. right, that's my point is that the technology of the cameras has made it so that we get we see more angles and we see more than we than we used to twenty years ago. I mean, it's just that. The, that has that has improved it you know the the viewer gets to see more than what the viewer did 20 years ago because of the improvement of technology i think that difference is bigger on the football side than it is on the basketball side okay i mean that's just that's just my opinion i mean i but i just wonder if that's I wonder if other people see it kind of that way. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. With uh, Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app for that. It's presented by Happy State Bank. We'll have uh, high school fans on tonight at 6. Coaches from Friendship, uh, Coop, Lubbock Cooper, and Liberty will be... Um, on with us tonight. That'll be at 6 o'clock on 100.7, the score. And then uh, UCLA basketball against uh, Stanford tonight. Uh, so if you're, uh, you know, hungry for some hoops uh, tonight, uh, that'll be there for you at uh, 7.45. No, uh, <laughs> usually they play Wednesday and Saturday, but no Big 12 men's hoops tonight. It's weird. It is weird. It is weird. Um, but that's that's just uh, that's just the way it is. All right. So you think uh, five game five wins left uh, for the Red Raiders? I'm looking at this one, two, three, 
four, five, six. But my six includes a win over Kansas and sweeping Central Florida and winning two road games back-to-back at West Virginia and at Oklahoma State. Although, you know what? I think you'll either beat Kansas or Texas. Okay. Um, so I, I think you'll win six. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say six. Okay. I was closer to four than I was six. Okay. If I'm being honest, I got uh, Saturday as a win. Mm-hmm. I got TCU at home as a win. Mm-hmm. Um, I can buy into UCF on the road, although that's not going to be easy. No. Okay. Um, and then I will take Texas at home. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to say splitting between West Virginia and Oklahoma State? No, at Oklahoma State. You'll lose at West Virginia? Nope. Um, take off the UCF win on the road. Okay. Okay, give me... Uh, Texas and Oklahoma State. Okay. There's my five. Okay. All right, seven, seventeen. Jeff, uh, you have an opinion on that? I don't think you're beating Kansas. Um, so if you're at six, I'm probably somewhere around five. But as tough as this conference is, I could still, I could absolutely see that drop to four. And that could still be a good season. I agree. Like, that's the catch, <laughs> like, in all of this. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I feel bad looking at the rest of the schedule going, wow, I might only get four more wins, but wow, this was still a really good year. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's just it's just hard right now. I mean, do I think that you can win at UCF? Sure, I do. Um, do I think – I think you have a shot against Kansas. It's a home game. It'll be an awesome atmosphere, so you have a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a shot against Texas. West Virginia is not a world beater. Um, so could you go there and win? Sure you could. I mean, clearly Oklahoma State's not that great, and I think you could win at home against Baylor too. Um, so, I mean, that's like seven. And yeah. so, I mean, all those are possible. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to be super, super, you know, hey, we're going to do this, 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 and this when you're on a three-game losing streak. Yeah, right, right. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. Do you think the eventual winner has – more than five losses, or do you think it's five? I think it's probably five. Okay, uh, because right now you have Houston at seven and three, Baylor at six and three, and Iowa State at six and three. Um, so that's how that uh, how that works. Seven nineteen this morning here on the morning drive. I do think you're going to see more Tuesday games on the big in the Big Twelve because I think it, especially next year with the new new Big Twelve, you're going to see more of these. Team plays Saturday in this location and either Monday or Tuesday in this location and stays on the road just because of the expense of travel. Yeah, I'd prefer they break it up a little bit, though, so their game's on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. so that at least you at least you have, have something left for Wednesday, right? You're not mm-hmm. you know, spilling everything. It's like, hey, you, know, you can, you know, you're allowed to play on Wednesday, too. <clears throat> so we'll see. All right, um kind of shift gears a little bit massive shift of gears because I, I heard this last night and then the story this morning and i'm just i'm just curious your opinion on it uh with um especially with all the 
kind of the the spotlight on Las Vegas right now with the Super Bowl and what's going on there. But the uh, the Las Vegas mayor coming out and saying uh, they've got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland. Apparently, she was on a podcast and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so it was an interview that she gave to Front Office Sports six days before the city was slated to host the uh, Super Bowl. She said, I've lived in this town this year, 60 years, and so I know the town like the back of my hand. I personally think they've got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland and make their dream come true. So we're talking about the A's? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Needed to do a little bit better job of <laughs> defining that gear shift sorry. there. The Las Vegas you, mayor came out and said, "We got to find a way to stay in Oakland." The, 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 the I'm sorry, <laughs> the Ace hit that clutch pedal just a little <laughs> bit harder there. Chuck. Okay, I'm sorry, my my brain was working faster than my mouth. That's what the clutch pedal was for. <laughs> or at least it. I had communicated all that to you guys. Okay, I had communicated everything to you, and I was just waiting for your response. Um, because I just find this fascinating. Because in the history of ever, a mayor of a team that's receiving a professional franchise usually doesn't come out and say, hey, you know what? Why don't you stay where you are? You'd be better off. Um, It's odd. Yeah. It's definitely odd. Um, yeah, I. That's that's definitely weird. I don't think it's a great fit. Mm-hmm. I don't. Okay, I don't think baseball in Las Vegas are a great fit. Um, I think the NBA in Las Vegas are. I think they should add a team there in the NBA, not yeah. not a Major League Baseball team. Um, but I, this is a crazy story. Um, I, I'm not being critical by saying I'm not fascinated by it because I don't care what Oakland or Las right. Vegas does. No, I know. I don't care what the A's do, but I get it's a... It's a really odd story. I completely agree with you. And that's that kind of why I brought it up. I mean, yeah. it's not that I really care about the A's or Vegas or anything like that. Then, of course, she puts out a statement, Jamie, after this story, after it becomes a story, when she says, she says this, her name is Carolyn Goodman. She's the mayor of Vegas. I want to be clear that I'm excited about the prospect of Major League Baseball in Las Vegas. And it very well may be that the Las Vegas A's will become a reality that we will welcome to our city. I was interviewed for the front by the for the front office sports podcast. It was one of many interviews about the rise of major league sports in Las Vegas and how this weekend Super Bowl is a milestone in my and former mayor Oscar Goodman's pursuit of sports teams for Las Vegas. We discussed several topics, including the A's, for about seven minutes, and I mentioned the passionate fans of Oakland who often visit our city to cheer on the Raiders. My points included that it is my belief that in their perfect world, the ownership of the A's would like to have a new ballpark on the water in Oakland and that the ownership and government there should listen to their great fans and try to make that dream come true. But somebody, but somebody really carved out a really good statement for her after she said, now we really don't want them here. Yeah, I mean, everything she said in that part was, was yeah. good stuff. I don't... Um, you know, I don't know enough about the whole Oakland thing to to have a strong opinion. As far as you know, you know the great fans of Oakland. Okay, watch their games. I don't know where those great fans are. Okay, because there's nobody there. Okay, how was their anti fan game that like the fans that were just upset with ownership that you were supposed to buy a ticket for that game that they were really pushing for? I don't even remember what that number which was. Game? There was one game like in July that they were saying when Oakland was saying, well, we don't have any fans here. Like there was a 
a behind-the-scenes fan push to have everybody go to this one game to prove that the fans are here. We just don't like the ownership and what they're doing. Oh, I think okay. they had like 20,000 people. I think they, I think they had a, an uptick. But, I mean, the team's okay. not been very good on the field. Well, because, well, oh, okay, yeah. so, yeah, and, and finishing, okay, but the product on the field is horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not even remotely trying to win, not even close. Every good player they get, they ship them out sooner or later or let them walk, okay, um, and it usually doesn't take long. I mean, they're, they're not even remotely trying to, um, to win, and then the stadium's a dump. So I, I mean, there's part of me that's like, why would I blame the fans for not going? Yeah. If the fa- if the ownership's not trying to win, why why should they be spending their money on that? Yeah. yeah. It's it's not fun to go watch your team get pounded every night. No. So no, why buy, why would I buy season tickets to that? Yeah. You know, so I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg, there, but it seems like both the 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 ownership and the fans are they're both kind of at fault as far as i'm concerned and that goes back to me going i don't really care your daily dose of sports and fun this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction time now for jamie's question of the day on lubbock sports station double t 97.3 boy chuck throwing flames at us jeff what? what? Let's. Uh, well, here's the catch. If you've met my sister, there's a female version of me, and if you've met my father, there's an older version of there's me. An adult version. Of so, me. yeah. Well, wow. yeah. Adult. A, adult. Older. Older. Older's really a better definition. Older adult. <laughs> I see. I feel like that if if that we if we needed. And there's a definitely a version of me. There's another version of me. She's just younger. She's sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like if we needed another... I feel bad another, for the people raising her. <clears throat> if we needed another one of one of us, it would be Jamie that we would need another one of. No, you got one. <laughs> coming? Okay. <laughs> I don't know if she's coming here. I, I, I doubt that, but yeah. Would she like to sit in some morning with me? No. No. <laughs> she has school to get to. Yeah. What about... And then basketball practice. What about the older one? The older one might, right? Uh, She's definitely more talkative. The missus? No. No, no, I'm t- I know your oh. <laughs> your oldest daughter. What about the missus? Would she like to sit in with me? Soon? No, 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 <laughs> no. She, she doesn't want to talk sports. She doesn't want to talk. Well, we could talk other things. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, she'd be fine on this show. Then what, we, what am I saying? <laughs> oh, that's a that's a little that, that could be a that's a little that's a little hard. <laughs> no, she just she's not a chit chatter either. Okay, okay. <laughs> what do you guys do? Do you look at each other? We're efficient with our words. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> Your question, sir. Okay, I'm going to Red Raider football here. Okay. And I think this is a hard question. Okay. You don't do well with hard questions, Jamie. I want you to tell me a football game on our schedule mm. that you think that we should win, but you're nervous that we won't. Okay. I don't... I this the second game of the season is immediately where my head goes. I think you're a better team than Washington. That's, that, that's the only one. Uh, but I mean, that's the first one. Okay, yeah. Well, we're looking for the one that like the most that you're worried about. Can I just say North Texas just because it's North Texas? Yes, you can. You can. I'm going to say North Texas. We will laugh at you, but I, you can. Okay. Say you it. know what? Every time they've come in here, you know we've. Felt like we should cream those guys, and then, 
you know, we get we get lucky in the leech game, we lose in the spike game, and I realize it's you know, twenty five years ago, and neither of those two coaches are around anymore. I understand that. I'm just, I'm just, understand that. Like they wouldn't even be in the stands right now. <laughs> right, literally, <laughs> literally not around. Right. Okay, I, I'm. I'll, I'll back. I'll back off. Of, I'll back off of that. Um, I'm going to say Colorado. Um, the, you know, I think because that's a game that I think you really, really want to win for a lot of different reasons. And um, I think by the time maybe they get here, you might be a little, might be a little nervous about it. Because I think that the the hype of the coach will be somebody that's like, man, I really want to beat those guys, as opposed to what's what's actually on the field. I think by the time that they get here next year, it'll be less about Dion and more about mm-hmm. them being a good team. You'll also have them in November, so we'll know a lot more about Colorado yeah, at that point. I feel, than... I feel like the excitement of Dion being a head football coach and yeah. in the Big Twelve is kind of it'll fizzle a little bit as we get deep into the you're, season. You're, you're probably right about that. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two other ones that are probably tied for the top, and that I am that I think you win both but I'm most nervous about would be home against Baylor and then at TCU the next week. Like those two, October 19th, October 26th, back to back. I think you're better than both of those teams. But, and maybe it's because I don't want to lose those two that I'm nervous about them. But the last time Baylor was here, they schlacked you. And, you're then going on the road at TCU, which has been a neutral environment, but they've also been able to take advantage of some stuff too. So, like us kicking on second down. Yeah. <laughs> so th- that's where I sit for those two. And them hurting our quarterback, so he can't play. Luck, okay. Lucky um, catches in the end zone. The reason that I feel like, um, uh, this one was difficult is because I think there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of them. I think Washington State's a good answer, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I do too. Um, I, I think Arizona is one that I feel like would fall into this category as well, that I think you have a good chance to win, but I'm nervous that you won't. Um, I think we all have had this feel of Arizona taking a big step back mm-hmm. because of them losing their coach, who was a really good one. Had them heading in the right direction, and um, just the drama they've had this off season, now firing their AD and all that good stuff, and they've lost players to the portal because of it, all all of that. And but I'm nervous that hey, that was still a good football team this year. Okay, so that's why I feel like that falls into this category. I definitely feel the Colorado one is a good answer as well, Chuck. Um, I you feel like if you look at their season last year. And they only ended up, what, four and eight? And you feel like, oh, okay, they're not really as good. They're all about the hype. But if you look at it, they lost a bunch of close games. And the Pac-12 was pretty tough last year. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I feel like they are they were a better team than their record showed this year. And so who, who knows? I, I, you know, that they might take a step forward, a big step forward this upcoming season. But the one on my list is West Virginia. Okay. I'm just – I think that I have what you have with PTSD with – uh, North Texas and Jeff has with Kansas State. I think I have it with West Virginia. I just feel like so many times, and it, it just, and it doesn't matter which sport it's in, we just find a way to, you know, 
fizzle against West Virginia, for lack of a better term. We just don't perform against that team. And I wonder what the Thanksgiving you know, atmosphere is going to be like. I think it's great that they have the A&M basketball game the day before. Okay, so that should have turn it into a really cool weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and so hopefully that atmosphere is awesome. I just don't know what to expect just because we haven't done it a bunch. And when we have done Thanksgiving it's weekend, it's not been great mm-hmm. as far as the crowd and the mm-hmm. atmosphere and all that. So I don't know. I feel like that's one of those games where it's like which team is more more excited to be playing. So the West Virginia one scares me. And, and I did go back to last year where I felt like you were the way better football team and and we just completely blew that one. And two, it'll be interesting to see how they're doing at that at that point in time because West Virginia performs at a higher level than I think everybody, them, their administration and fan base included, because I think they they felt like at this point in time they were going to have a new head football coach. Or they, yeah, maybe, or they were worried that they were going to have one. Yeah, 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 one, one, uh, one of the, one of the other. So. Yeah, it's uh, they do, they do, they do give us, they do give us fits. Maybe it's just the whole aura of the West Virginians. Aura of them? Yeah, the whole aura of well, them. Or maybe it's the guy with the musket. I was gonna say probably only about ten percent of their football team is West Virginians. Probably, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's higher uh, than that, but my guess is twenty five percent. No, no, no. I think you might even be. Ten might be high, but I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to look at the. I'd have to maybe look at the roster. Maybe they take on the, you know, personality of their city, though. I think they do. They do. I think so. Yeah. I think they take on the. They take on the personality of their of their city. Yeah. Um, you know, but so, I mean, they were they were friendly folks this this past week, or the last couple of days that I I was around them. I mean, they were they were all helpful. I don't. I've never said the West Virginians weren't friendly. Yeah. That musket sure it's is loud. It's just always though, chippy that. with their players and yeah. our players. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. There can only be one. It's a new little concept that Jeff McGuire cooked up for us, Jamie. We're going to stir this in the pot and see what it see what it gives us. Okay, so the, the concept for this is that I'm going to give you between three and four things, mm-hmm. or whoever We'll be giving you between three and four things. But you only get one. And when I say you only get one, the other three are removed as a possibility. Okay. It's so as like an example. You can exa- only have one thumb. Like you can only, as, as one way to put it, sure. <laughs> um, that you can only have one thumb. But it's also the, uh, like if there's this is not the question for today, but let's look at the next four Texas Tech basketball games. Mm-hmm. You only get one win. What would that win be? That would be easy right now because it would be Kansas would be the one that we would pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as we sit here today, I'm going to give you one that focuses you focuses you toward Texas Tech's past. You only get one of these players in Texas Tech history. And if you select one of the, the one player, the other three no longer go to the school. They went someplace else. And so potentially whatever they accomplished. Whatever they accomplished here or after here, mm-hmm. we no longer get credit for it. All right. Your choices are Michael Crabtree, Andre Emmett, Cheryl Swoops, Patrick Mahomes. 
you only get one. Well, since you've only had one national championship, I think. But then you look at what Patrick Mahomes has done for your school and putting you, he's the face of the NFL. Crabtree doesn't make the catch against Texas. You don't have that iconic moment. Hmm. I never said these were easy. Right. You don't take. Do you have? Do you have somebody that just popped in immediately that you could only have one of? Um. Okay, so let me ask. Can I ask a question first? I, absolutely. Did Cheryl Swoops in winning the national championship in college basketball? Um, did that help you get a new arena? Mm-hmm. It largely it, helped build the USA. Yeah, yeah. that's where okay. I was, That's really where I was going. Okay. Um, I I think that man Patrick Mahomes is the face of the NFL. Um, I'm sure that the people in admissions could tell you that. that there's been an uptick in um, student population, all the above. <sighs> but does, but we've been trending in that direction for a while anyway. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay? Yeah. Even without Mahomes. We Even sure without have. Mahomes. Yeah. Has Patrick Mahomes helped you get better facilities? He's gotten you a better apparel deal. Which will lead to... I don't think the $275 million south end zone project is is related to Mahomes. I don't think it is either. I, I To me, it's Cheryl Swoops. Yeah. I, I mean, and as much as I love Andre, I, I feel like he's he's distant in this one. Mm-hmm. Did you get... Was there a fourth name? Uh, Crabtree. Crabtree. Crabtree, uh, Andre Emmett, Cheryl Swoops, Pat Mahomes. So, in essence, I'm asking who is the most important Red Raider in this list. Yeah, no, no, I get it. Um, I just, I don't, first off, how many do you think we get recruits for Mahomes because of Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes went here. I think what you get is attention because every time he's on national TV and they do the player intros, he says Texas Tech, much like Welker did. Yeah. Much like Danny, a list of others. But yes, but what does that do for you? It puts you in the consciousness of the general public. And while so are people then going, oh, Patrick Mahomes went there. I'm going to send my kid there. No, but it becomes something you look into, as opposed to not being on the radar. I think it, I think it raises the level of awareness. Yes, I, think it, I just don't know what I don't know what I don't the, know what that, what that, what that I don't know what the what impact is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think if Cheryl Swoops and the women's basketball team winning a national championship helped you get a fantastic basketball arena mm-hmm. that, I mean, we all talk about being one of the best in the country or whatever, one of the nicer ones in the conference, whatever, we talk about that, then that's major impact. I, 
it's harder for me to gauge what Patrick has done, okay? Um, Other than we get to say he went to school here and we sure wish we'd had the success here that he has had after he left here. Like, if he had, and it's not his fault for this, but if he had started leading us to great seasons and all of a sudden a bunch of money came in Mm -hmm. because we were doing so well and then we got to build a better football stadium, a better indoor facility, a better uh, football training facility, whatever, um, all of those things, and we all know those things, well, at least in the past they did, are what athletes want to see and that, hey, I want to come there because their facilities are great and all all the above, or their fans, our fans became so great during that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, in a short amount of time, Joey McGuire has done more, it feels like, because Joey McGuire bringing excitement has brought the money that has brought the new South End Zone project. Yeah, and it's... It- the upgrade too for the football training facility because they you know in terms of tearing it down and building i mean i know they announced it before mcguire was here but the other stuff that comes with that and the upgrade with that kind of kind of came with his level of enthusiasm and some of the success that you've had on the field since he got here um somebody says this without swoops we're not in the big 12 i don't know if i'd go that far i think what i would say is she certainly helped and that team helped you get the United Supermarkets Arena, and and brought you in, you know, your only team sport national championship until track a couple of years ago. Yeah. When you when you boil this question down for me, my answer it, it's between Swoops and Mahomes, and what Swoops has done for the university and really helping. I I want to say like her specifically, but her play here and the interest that you had in women's basketball led to the funding for the USA which has been a, a great facility uh, across the board for uh, concerts at the, when it was used for that and basketball and the fan interaction there that you get. It's great. Um, but when you look for the future, you're getting more out of Patrick Mahomes in the future than you currently are out of Shell Swoops. So I would go Patrick Mahomes. I, I just don't know what we're getting. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to gauge what we are getting. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I mean, the exposure is good. That's great. But I don't think teams around the – I mean, I don't think people, fans around the NFL are looking at Patrick Mahomes and, and saying every time they watch Patrick make a great play, they're like, oh, man, he went to Texas Tech. We, we need to send our kids there. Or um, I should go there myself if it's a younger person or whatever. I just don't think that's happening. Let me, let me put a little twist on it for you. Of those four, who's been the best ambassador for Texas Tech? Then you might say Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I don't think it's. Well, yeah, I don't think that's even a question. Yeah. But yeah, that is, uh, there can be only one. And the variety of questions that I have come with go from players to coaches to success, Mm -hmm. of potential success, and even uniform colors. So, uh, (laughs) I mean, anything can be, there can be only one. You've got a whole list, don't you? Okay. Well, yeah. when I started this process, I wanted to make sure I had a bunch before I pitched the idea. But yeah, that is, uh, there can be only one. Okay, Jamie, there can be only one. Yeah, that was, um, there were, that involved thinking. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The idea is that there's, uh, and I wanted it to be, like conceptually speaking, a hard choice. Because you're losing three great things or two great things as the case may be 
to keep one great thing. And the reverse of this could also be true, where there are four games on the schedule, but and you think you can win all four, but one of them has to be a loss. Which one are you picking of this? Which is the easiest loss to take in the upcoming games? I hate to think that because of that, the uh, the Texas win goes away, though. Can it probably a- would. Because I don't know that you've got another guy that can do what he did on the field. But that is a third, a tie for second, a tie for first in the South, the the South Division of the Big Twelve Conference. Yeah. Whereas if you get rid of Pat, you may lose an Adidas deal. You get rid of Cheryl Swoops, you get rid of a national title. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.